Welcome back to Ryan Reviews the Universe, bringing you the best takes for the best times for you, the best people. This episode, we'll talk college football, the Orange's Orange Bowl, and deliberate on the college football playoff, only to determine that Jordan is going to win the whole darn thing anyways. Plus, we'll get into the Christmas spirit and attempt to settle a debate more contentious than Pineapple on Pizza. It's diehard a Christmas movie. Lastly, a draft-style top 10 for the best Christmas hits, an introduction to Whamageddon, and I think that's all we're stuffing in your stockings. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Mason Cup, and with me this week are college sports correspondent Bob. What's up, bud? Happy to be here, Ryan. Let's talk some bowl games. Oh, yeah. So, start us off, we've got the Alamo Bowl. You want to tell us a little bit about who is playing there, bud? Yeah, so let me pull that up. That would be Texas versus Washington. And this is a pretty interesting bowl. You know, I think Texas had a lot of hype going into this season, and Washington was kind of a sleeper. I don't really think anybody was going to think they are going to do this good with Penix. And it's kind of interesting as an IU sports fan, seeing him kind of flounder at IU last season and go light up the Pac-12 at Washington. So. really makes you wonder what our guy's doing when the second he leaves uh, the Hoosiers, he becomes an absolute stud for Washington. That being said, he was injured for a lot of the time he was at IU. Most definitely. But... I don't know. There, there's just a lot of longing, and I'm really, really happy for Penix, but it's sad that he couldn't do it at Indiana. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it's the Pac-12 as well. You know, they're on the air raid. They're a more pass-heavy conference as opposed to the Big Ten, and I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I mean, you, he was good in the COVID year at IU. I mean, he did light it up. He was passing. He did very well. That game against Penn State and Ohio State played phenomenal. So, I mean, he always had the potential. I just don't know if we ever really brought it out. I mean, Washington has evidently done that. So they've been a pretty fun team to watch this season. And honestly, I think Texas, I think they did pretty well this season. I mean, they had some good wins. I, I think the future is bright, honestly. I think that's good for college football when Texas is good. So They've got a certain Manning coming to them, don't they, pretty soon? Yeah, I don't think he's playing this upcoming season. But, I mean, there's a lot of hype. They're going to get There's a lot of money going into Austin. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, ranked wins against UTSA. A blowout against Oklahoma, where they defeated them forty-nine to zero. Um, losses to Texas Tech, Alabama. Um, I think. And, he, and oh, the thing TCU. is, yeah, yeah, and that Alabama game too is so tight. They barely lost that game. Probably should have won it to be honest. I mean, I, I think the future is tight for Texan fans out there. To be completely honest, so I think it's a good bowl game. We'll see. So who's your dog? What's the spread in this game? Negative four. To who? Uh, one moment. We've got negative four to Texas. That's tough. I, I probably take Texas. I mean, they're playing in Texas and San Antonio. I feel like they're gonna have a huge home field advantage, even though they're not technically in Austin. I, I probably take Texas on that for Texas. Yeah. Moving on, we've got the Cheez It Bowl. I really like the Cheez It Bowl simply from the standpoint of, have you seen the trophy? It's literally I'm just not. a glass bowl full of Cheez Its. And after, like, they win, you, you often see, like, the players, like, eat the Cheez-Its out the Cheez-It Bowl, which is ridiculous, but very, very fun. Um, it's Oklahoma versus Florida State. Oklahoma went 6-6 six and six this year. They do not have control over their conference anymore, which a very big fault from Grace. And Florida State going through a little bit of, of a rebirth as well. Florida State at negative 8. You know, I'm, I might take Florida State. I think they ended the season really strong. They beat Florida pretty impressively. I think Oklahoma was kind of a dumpster. Lincoln Riley leaving, I think it really set that franchise back a long time. And I think, I think Ryan, I think Florida State's on the up and Oklahoma's on the downs. So I, I think I, that's a pretty generous spread to Florida State, but I might it take is. it. 
I might take it. Oklahoma went six and six this year too. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I I I still think I take Florida State in that though. I would I do. take Florida State as well. Um, next up, we've got the Gator Bowl: Notre Dame versus South Carolina. Notre Dame at negative three. I'll take South Carolina. I agree. South Carolina, they had some bad losses, but man, their wins looked phenomenal. They they, they just played so well this season. They're massive they're, win against Tennessee. Yeah. I didn't they also beat LSU? Gosh, I can't even recall. I'll have to look that up. But I, I think they played so well and I I think they're one of those teams way better than their record shows. And I yeah, I, I take South Carolina in that game for sure, actually. Let me just quickly pull up who they've got as far as um, their wins and losses. So, big wins against Clemson. Yeah. Um, against Tennessee, and losses to um, Georgia, of course. Um, it's very hard not to lose to Georgia. How much? Did they, how much did they lose by in that game? So Georgia scored forty-eight. You want to guess how much South Carolina scored? Twenty. Let's try seven. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, though. I mean, they, they beat Oregon by, like, 50 points at the beginning of the season, too. I mean, Georgia's just that good. But, you know, South Carolina's been playing their lights out, so I, I think I, I think it goes South Carolina. I, I really do. That's going to be a fun game, though. I'm excited. That will be a fun game. Up next, we've got the Citrus Bowl. Citrus Bowl is going to be LSU versus Purdue. Purdue plus 10. Um, You know, Brahm is not coaching that game, correct? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he... Gosh, we have to look that. Is Brom? We want to look that up, Ryan. We'll do. Um, I think if Brom's not coaching that, I take LSU. I think, I mean, I, I, I'll be the first to admit I was very wrong with Brian Kelly going to LSU. I thought this season was going to be a complete disaster for them, and I, him beating Alabama in his first year as a coach in the SEC is it's impressive. And they've had some, they've had a few ugly losses, but I, mean, I think I think LSU is going to be a contender. They have so much homegrown talent in Louisiana that he can really just poach whenever he wants. Brian Kelly, that is, and. I I think Purdue, they had a really good coach. It's hard to recruit in Indiana, obviously, with IU and Notre Dame being in the same state and Ohio State being one state over. I think I think Brom leaving is going to hurt Purdue a lot. So I, I think 10 to LSU is reasonable. I, th- I think I take LSU in this game. I can't figure out whether he's going straight to Louisville or whether he's actually going to make it to the bowl game. But l- losing your head coach is never exactly what you want to see. Okay, he is – He I just looked up. He is – uh, head coach in the game against LSU, so that's tough. Then I don't know. Uh, gosh, you know I might take Purdue actually. I would take LSU. It's just something about Purdue didn't play that horribly against Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, and I think Ohio State is a better team than LSU. LSU has wins against. I, I think that as much as I am loath to admit it, as a Big Ten guy, the SEC is a better conference. LSU has better wins than Purdue does. And I, mean, I think LSU won the game. I don't know if they win by 10. That seems generous. We'll see, though. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I think LSU definitely has better talent. and I don't know. That's, where's the game being held? Where, where's the Citrus Bowl? The Citrus Bowl is going to be... Going Orlando. To... Yeah, you know, I take LSU. I, I, 10, though. I don't know. That's tough. I don't know whether Purdue fans travel well or not. Neither do I. I... You know, I think I try not to think of Purdue fans that much at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I you know, I still think I take Purdue. Though. I think they lose by less than ten. I really do. They're well coached team. Okay, we've got Orange Bowl is going to be up next. The Orange Bowl is going to be Tennessee versus Clemson. Great game. 
but muted because we don't have a certain hooker on Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee has a lot of injured players. They have a few players opting not to play. I think, I don't know, though, Tennessee just shocked me this season, so I, I find it hard to even gamble against them at this point. Who's think... their backup quarterback, Joe Milton, I think? Joe Milton the third. I can't even remember. He's got a lot to prove, maybe not to Tennessee, but maybe if he wants to have one wonderful bowl game and then enter the transfer portal, this would be the stage to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know how many years of eligibility he has left, but I mean, what's the line on the game? Negative 6.5 to Clemson. Gosh, you know, if Tennessee wasn't so injured, I would definitely take Tennessee, but I think Clemson's, I mean, Dabo is just such a good coach, and the, the, the quarterback situation. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tough. I think I think I probably just take Clemson just because you know consistent coaching. They're less injured. Their quarterback situation I think on both sides is pretty rough. So I, I think I got to go with the mo- the more well coached team probably. Yeah. And Clemson just yeah, I mean that's tough. I think regular season I think Tennessee blows Clemson out by at least fifteen if they're healthy, but. I'm worried about injuries as well. I'll take Clemson, too. Six and a half Clemson, yeah. I take that. Also, people leaving for draft eligibility from Tennessee is another I don't think they have that many players opting out, though. I think I think it's mainly injury situation. I I'm, I'm not, I can't recall who exactly is sitting out, but... I thought they had a linebacker and then a couple guys in their O-line who weren't going to be there. You might be right. You might be right. I, th- I think I think we take Clemson on this one, Ryan. Sugar Bowl. We've got Alabama versus Kansas State. This is really interesting because normally if I see Alabama anywhere, I'll just take them. Especially, the, the problem is I don't think that they care as much because it's not the playoff. And I think Kansas State wants it more than anything. What, what's the spread in that game? Plus 3.5 to Kansas State. Oh my gosh, I'm taking Alabama, no question. I think, I mean, if Alabama's the more well-coached team. Kansas State, you know, they had a good season. They've got a bunch of guys who are leaving for draft eligibility on Alabama, though. I, I think the depth in the Alabama roster, you just can't overcome that, you know? like That's true. Like, look back and they have, like, Jalen Hurts. Their Hertz secondary is going to be just as good as Kansas State's primary. Probably even better, to be honest. I, I just think that that's a generous spread, you know? I, Alabama, you know, best college football coach of all time, coaching Alabama, and just... Kansas State had that nice one over TCU, but they play in a weak conference. Big 12 is just, I don't know. They, it's tough. I mean, they, they had a great season, though. I think they're they were definitely underrated for the most season. But, I mean, Alabama is Alabama. And even in a down year, I think, I think they at least win by four. It's so funny that it's a down year, but they only have two losses. Yeah, it's hardly a down year. IU only having two losses would be the best season in IU history. We would be but, crying and going to wherever the heck they would be playing yeah, the game. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll agree. Alabama. Alabama. Cotton Bowl. We've got Tulane versus USC. This is so spicy. Both teams are at 11 and 2. The Green Wave with they had a shocking win earlier in the season. I forget who was it. Um, and then USC barely missing out on the college football playoffs. Bob, anything to say about this game? You know, not to be too much of a downer. I was just so hoping USC would get into the college football playoffs. Oh, uh, that, that Utah game kind of broke my heart. I, w- I would love to see a Pac-12 team get in the college football playoffs. Lincoln Riley, I mean, he's such a good coach. But I, uh, this is this is tough for me. I, uh, truthfully, I didn't watch that many Tulane games this year. I watched a few USC games, and they, I mean, they look deadly. I think I don't know is Caleb Williams in for USC? Do not know. I did figure out what their big win was. It was literally Kansas State. So one of Kansas State's losses was um, Tulane. I think one of their other ones was TCU, and then, of course, they beat TCU in the Big 12 championship game. 
Um, their other loss is a narrow one to UCF, UCF 38, Tulane 31. I just looked it up. Caleb Williams uh, is planning on playing the bowl game despite his hamstring injury. So I, what's the line on this game, Ryan? The line on this game is 2.5 to Tulane. Really? Yeah. Well, Vegas must know something we don't because I would have put 2.5 to USC probably. But, you know, I, I think I take USC. Lincoln That's... Riley is just such a good coach. I mean, I, I can't imagine Tulane winning this game and winning by three. I mean, if they did, would you – Say that this was a bigger upset than what was it? Was it Oklahoma against well the the big Fiesta Bowl? So, however many years ago, you know what I'm talking about? I don't actually. I wouldn't be shocked if Tulane won this game, but I'd be I'd be a little surprised. Oh, Boise State versus Oklahoma. Oh, that that was a huge upset. I that that if Tulane beat USC, there would be nothing to be compared to that upset. That's true. Rose Bowl. We've got Penn State versus Utah. You know, I, I'm sad because I think Utah, again, is one of those teams, kind of like South Carolina, where, I mean, they're ranked eight, so I, I guess I can't even really say this, but, I mean, they're a good football team. They're a so very good football State. team. They have two losses. Who are those two losses? Probably Ohio State, Michigan. Every single year? Yeah. If I you're going to play against the one of the two best teams in the nation, two teams that have made it into the college football playoff, you're probably going to lose to them. And yeah. other than that, they ran the table. It's plus 2.5 to Penn State. You know, I think I take Utah. I think Utah is a better football team. I think Utah really is. They really got shoehorned into being lower in the ranks because they had that ugly loss to Florida Week One. They should have won that ball game. And there is a tough physical football team, and they they've really dominated the Pac-12 for the past couple of years. I mean, they really the the path to the uh, college spoiler maker. They're literally the Purdue of. Uh, I wouldn't even call them a spoiler maker. I think they're a heavy hitter, honestly. I mean, it's. I don't know. I, I mean, they, they won the Pac-12 championship this year. I mean, they're just a good football team. What I mean by that, Bob, is that they've prevented who yeah. would have been, I think it was yeah. Oregon, USC, and another team, all of which probably would have made the college football playoffs if not for a last-second loss to Utah. I think that, that speaks again to the, their, the strength of them as a football team. They, they win the games. They win the tough conference games, whether it's Penn State, you know. I mean, they're a good football team, but they're not beating people. in their Like Michigan and Ohio State just beat them every year. It's like, yeah, they can beat Rutgers and IU and Maryland reliably, but those aren't even that good of football teams. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I take Utah this game. I will take Penn State. I'm going to have a little bit of Big Ten loyalty there. I agree with your points. But if I take Penn State's losses against Utah's losses, I think Penn State is still the better team. That leaves us with the college football playoffs. We've got Michigan versus TCU. It's got to be Michigan. I think Michigan like, wins. What's the line on the game? Line is negative 7.5 to Michigan. You know, I hate to say it. I think I take it. Michigan is just such a good football team. I, Harbaugh is a phenomenal coach. I think TCU, while they had a great season, I mean, gosh, I mean, Michigan's just so good. I, I think TCU is a good football team. I just, I just don't think they have the, the, ta- the talent disparity. I think it's just going to really show in this game. We're very used to seeing massive blowouts in the – semifinals of the college football playoffs and really TCU is just the next offering to the big guys it's going to be similar to what who was it Cincinnati last year yeah I mean or Notre Dame every other year <laughs> true I, I I mean I think TCU is a good team I don't know if it'll be a complete blow I think Michigan easily wins the game though I, I really do Georgia versus Ohio State in the Peach Bowl Georgia well, negative 6.5 that's tough. I mean, I mean, Ohio State's a good football team. I mean, I think Georgia's easily the best 
team in the country. I think nobody would disagree with that. Six and a half to Georgia. I feel like it's pretty generous to Ohio State, to be honest. I mean, they couldn't beat Michigan. I think that's tough. It wasn't even close against Michigan either. I mean, yeah, the first half was close, and they kind of let them slip Michigan. But, I mean, C.J. Stroud's a good quarterback. I think – I mean, I probably take Georgia. I, I, I think so. I think they're just the better football team at this point. But I, I would not be surprised if Ohio State keeps it close for a very long time. I will take Georgia money line, and I will take Georgia with the spread as well. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk about this theoretical matchup. We've got Georgia versus Michigan. Do we still think Georgia? We obviously don't know what the spread would be like for this game, but I assume we're still going to take Georgia. I think Georgia wins it all easy. Yeah. I think they may play close the first half. But I think their depth and they're just, they're too good of a team. SEC wins again. Yes, probably. And we we got, we got a shot though. Big Ten, we got a shot. We got two options here. We got so. Two options here. Well, I'll only be rooting for one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be rooting for separate options too. Uh, Bob Bowling for. I'd like to see Ohio State win it, but if Michigan wins it, that's I, Big Ten loyalty goes strong. So that's true. That's true. All right, moving on. Let's get to part two of the show. We've got some uh, Christmas movies to talk to, or talk about, rather. There are just some Christmas movies that have Christmas in the background, but they aren't really maybe put into the same realm as, I don't know, Elf, that kind of deal. They, they aren't a true Christmas movie. Yeah. But are they still a Christmas movie? We'll first talk about Trading Places. Christmas movie or no? I say yes. I say yes as well. I really like this movie in that it kind of like, I use it to explain what was going on with that GameStop nonsense a couple of years ago. Because that's literally the entire plot point of their movie. They're shorting orange juice reserves or something like that. Which is hilarious. I think Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd are amazing in this movie. Excellent flick. And it's set around Christmas. Um, because that's when everyone's betting on orange juice reserves or something like that. No, I agree completely. But no argument here. Edward Scissorhands. Christmas movie or no? I'd say no. I say yes. Because it's got that holiday cheer. At the end of the movie, you um, get that feeling like snowflakes are falling from the sky um, because he's back in that castle or whatnot. And Winona Ryder's just like, oh, he's Johnny Depp's doing all right. I don't know. It feel good movie. I think there's a decent amount of Christmas going on in there. I'll take Edward Scissorhands as a Christmas movie. All right, Ryan. Batman Returns. Batman Returns. I need to look this movie up. I know I've seen it. Oh, this is the George Clooney one, right? This is George Clooney. It's got oh, I, I um, Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and I believe Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Yes. You know, I, this is you know it's, it's funny growing up. I actually liked this movie, and then you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh my gosh! But uh, I, I, that's why there's the negative scale, Bob. Yeah, I I think not a Christmas movie. I, I think, yeah, I I, I, don't, I don't associate it with the holidays or winter at all. Really, I, I think not a Christmas movie. Agreed. Chronicles of Narnia, Christmas movie or not? Without a doubt. Oh, specifically Easy. Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Of course. I, the fact that I knew what you were referring to before you even said the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, I think speaks to it being a Christmas movie. It, I mean, Santa Claus literally shows up as a plot point of like the Ice Queen. His uh, hold is lessening, so yeah. Christmas finally happens in their little world. Without a doubt. Yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. <sighs> See, 
I argue that is both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. Which you can't is a, be both. You can't be both. Yes, of course you can. You listen to what's that? The song that Jack Skellington sings is like, oh my gosh, what is it? Oh, what's this? What? Mm. Tell me what's this is not a Christmas song. And that that just, like, his joy in discovering, like, oh my gosh, everyone's so happy. I'm not used to this living in the d- dismal Tim Burton Halloween verse. Christmas movie, 100%. Ah. But also a Halloween movie. <sighs> Maybe. And lastly, the big fiesta, the big gun, Die Hard. 100% Christmas movie, no arguments. Here's the weird thing. Main character in that movie has said on record that he does not believe it to be a Christmas movie. Actors can be wrong. Harrison Ford hates Star Wars. I mean, sometimes you just miss the ball. Like, I, I think it's a Christmas movie. I, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. There's a decent amount of Christmas spirit in Die Hard. And, I don't know, it's a Christmas movie. I feel like we're like, there's a decent amount of Christmas cheer right here right now. So we're just like giving everything a big old stamp of approval. I agree. You kind of want it to be a Christmas movie to some degree. It just makes everything happier. Fair enough. Fair enough. And speaking of getting in the mood for Christmas, we're going to be doing a top 10 Christmas songs. Here's how it's going to work. I've brought my top 10. Bob's brought his top 10. And we're going to go back and forth draft style to create a combined top 10. Um, guests go first. So, Bob, what's your number one overall pick in the draft? I think Last Christmas by George Michael. And I know it's a, it's a personal pick, but I just I love that song. I really do. It is the holiday heartbreak anthem. It is really, really good. I This just means that I get a free All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey at the second pick in the draft. Still a great pick. As far as Last Christmas by Wham, I really like the Remy Wolf version as well, if you've not heard that. I have. It, it gives it like a holiday in Hawaii vibe. Really, really good. Have you heard of Whamageddon, Bob? I have not. Okay, so Whamageddon is a Christmas battle royale. And the way it works is to go as long as possible without hearing Wham's Oh, I, I've Christmas. heard of this. I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah. So like, That's difficult. It is hard. It is so hard. I think... Or for instance, like how long do you think you lasted in December without hearing Last Christmas? I doubt ever two days. Yeah, I think by December third, I definitely heard it. Yeah. So the way it works is, starts on the first, ends on the twenty fourth. Only the original version applies. Um, you can enjoy the heck out of remixes and covers, and you're out the second you recognize the song. So if you're in like a Target or going grocery shopping or something, and you just start hearing um, those uh, that pying ski chalet vibes. Such a good song. Yeah, you're immediately out. Also, just such a fun fun song to sing to as well. I, I think it's what really puts the nail in the coffin. I really, really for... like the. Uh, I can't speak to how much I like the music video too. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, George Michael is just phenomenal. You you do have a massive soft spot for that man. Yeah. All right. Um, as I mentioned before, I will take all I want for Christmas is you at my. Uh, second pick in the draft. I think this should have been the obvious first pick. Every bloody year, it's November hits and this tune starts charting again. Is it overplayed? Yes. Is it used in every corporate and retail setting under the sun? Yes. Is it the definitive holiday banger? Absolutely. I agree. It's, I, it's just too good of a song it's to argue so against. Good. It's so good. And I don't think there's really been a modern Christmas hit as big as All I Want for Christmas is You. And it came out in the 90s. 
So. It's a good song. I mean, it's hard to argue against. It really is. It's just, it's just good. Mariah Carey has good range. I mean, it's a good song. What are you taking at number three? You know, it's kind of a weird pick. I, I saw Mama Kissing Santa Claus by the Jackson 5. I, I really love that song. I think it's a classic. I think the Jackson 5 are so good. The range is incredible. I I love it. I love listening to that song. I think I, th- I think their version of it, though, does elevate it above other versions of it. And I, think, I, think, I think that's why I keep it at three. Got it. Uh, four, I'll take Christmas, in parentheses, baby, please come home. That's a good one. Objectively, the best version is the Darling Love original, but mm-hmm. I harbor an almost illogical soft spot for the U2 cover. My, my family's Christmases are littered with the, you know, the very special Christmas, that holiday album? Yeah. It's like got the red one, and it's, I think it was originally created as a fundraiser for the Special Olympics. That um, the YouTube cover was on there, and it's just rocking and just good vibes. I think that's kind of what I need in a Christmas song. You just want good vibes. Definitely, that, that one has it. All right, number five in the draft. So you know this is this is a personal pick again, but I mean Beach Boys Christmas album, probably my favorite Christmas album. Just I love it. Little Saint Nick five, love the song. It's just it's such a banger. I mean. No complaints at all. I love the Beach Boys. I think their take on the Christmas music is just so good. And yeah, number five. Gotcha. At number six, I'll take Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. It's sultry. It's sexy. And it might actually be too horny. Actually, funny story. Apparently, it had a similar reaction as like WAP did now back when it first (laughs) came out. Like all these southern states were like banning this song. I I love Santa Baby. It's just, it's so good. Eartha Kitt has a voice and a half. I'll take that as a solid number six. That's a solid pick. I, I like that. Bob, what you got at number seven? Gosh, it's getting hard at this point because it's I'm torn between you know picking songs that I like more or picking songs that I think are more Christmas influential. You know, it. I feel like it's hard to have a top ten without having a Silent Night on there. I feel like it has to be on there, honestly. Fair, fair. And it's. I don't even know if it's in my top 10 for my favorite songs, but I feel like top Christmas songs, it's, it's got to be top 10. You, you can't go through the Christmas holiday season without hearing it. I mean, I, I think I put it up there. Got it. So that leaves me at number eight. Mm-hmm. I'll take Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Frank Sinatra, if I want to have a oh, more yeah. positive vibe, give me the Phoebe Bridges version if I'm feeling kind of in my feels. It's a classic. We all... Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah, there's yeah. not much else to be said about that song. Yeah, I, I guess with the round out the top ten, you know, I think Felice Navidad's got to be in there as well. I love it, so that'd be my ten. Yeah, that was that was in my list as well. And r- really, there, there's r- no other cover than the original that you should be playing at any point in time. Completely. At number ten to round us all out, I will get. Oh, geez, this is tough. Give me the Christmas song, Merry Christmas to You, the chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole version yeah. or nothing solid, else. Solid. Nat King Cole version or nothing else. You know, I, I, I agree. I might, I might have moved my list around. I forgot about that song. That's a good one. Yeah. Nat King Cole's a, he's just a genius. He was so good. So good. Oh my gosh. I, there are some honorable mentions that I feel sad didn't make the list. Cool Yule by Louis Armstrong and the Commanders. You just get that happy big band jazz vibes. 
Christmas yeah. in Hollis by Run DMC. It's dumb. It's fun. It's a banger. I think, like you're a mean old Mr. Grinch. I mean, we didn't talk about oh that. Oh my gosh, classic. Yeah. You know, or uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Baby by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there, there's too many that count. You could, we could do a top hunter and talk about it for two hours. So, That's I mean, true. That's true. Well, we are definitely going to hope that you have yourself a merry little Christmas here at Ryan Reviews of the Universe. Thank you so much for coming on, Bob, and talking about some holiday stuff and some bowl games that we will be watching during the holidays. I'm sure we'll have you on back for something or other. My pleasure, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is Ryan Reviews of the Universe, bringing you the best takes for the best times for you, the best people. Feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram or at our Gmail account, RyanReviewsTheUniverse at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or insults. See you in the new year.